0: You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha.
1: Saturday Omaha.
0: Eat this. All right, so, so Jack, I get to hang out with you. Yep. In the back of Square Donut, next to this gigantic Hobart mixer yes. with a nice, man, I could make some serious pizza dough with this thing. <laughs> but I'm here to learn all about making donuts because I know a lot about eating donuts and I love square donuts, but I know nothing about the behind the scenes, but you do. Yeah. So let's make some stuff. What are we gonna do?
2: Yeah, so first off what we do, we have a premix of donut mix, and basically we'll add that yeast and water. We have our own proportions for our own recipe for that. Yeah. And we'll get that started. We'll mix it in the mixer for about 30 minutes all in. Okay. And then after that, we'll let it sit. The next step after that is we'll divide it up into loaves, and we'll let that sit on our bench.
0: So I have been making a lot of pizza lately, and you know, flour, salt, water, yeast. What is in donut mix? Obviously, there's some flour in there. Are there other components
1: in there? It's like a base. It's like a donut base. I'll let you. So it's (laughs) it's it's got all the uh, basic components of a mix. It's just. It's just pre-mixed for the ease of labor and time sure. and efficiency. Absolutely. But it's got like the flour, it's got all those those things in there and then we okay. add in the live cultures like the yeast. Okay, nice. So it's, it's a base to help us with efficiency and labor.
0: Okay, and I, I see there's some like leavening agents in yes. there as well. But of course, when you're adding yeast, you get even even more out of that. So, so that's awesome. And, and for our listeners here, that is Elizabeth Pooley, who is here, um, owner of Square Donuts. So for those at home that can't see this, there's a giant, like, what are we, 50-pound 50 50 bag? 50 pounds. 50 pounds. How many donuts do you get out of a
2: 50-pound bag of mix, give or take a little bit? So this will make 40 dozen plain Square Donuts. 40 dozen. And then about 10 dozen puffs Uh uh-huh and then
1: which is similar to Bismarck's yeah
2: yeah, Uh, okay and then about a dozen all in of honey buns and twists and then we'll have a little scrap left over for our fritters
0: awesome and and there's a picture of a round donut on here (laughs) unfortunately where you guys put the magic in that's how the squares happen yes yes
1: (laughs) our process and our technique is kind of what the um the whole thing, the specialty of, not just the shape, but it's our technique with the dough that makes it kind of that really soft, pillowy, melt-in-your-mouth dough process.
0: I love the fact that the square donut is not super sweet, it's sweet, it's just the perfect amount, which I enjoy, especially when I hammer a couple of them. So, awesome. Okay, yeah. okay, so now we've got the 50-pound bag, we've got some stuff in here, now what happens?
2: Now, so first thing that we'll do is we'll crumble up our yeast, and we use compressed yeast.
0: Um, oh, we got some couple of blocks of yeast here, yep. okay. An active dry yeast? Is this that- is
1: not dry, this is a fresh compressed. Food. Fresh yeah. compressed. We use fresh yeast, yes. Okay. Like, it's, it's way better. Awesome, <laughs> Yeah. perfect.
0: Now with a fresh compressed yeast, do you have to hydrate it or does it get hydrated as part of the mix? Because uh, an instant dry, you have to bloom it,
2: right? It We're doesn't always, have to be hydrated um, like to use, but, uh, but we mix it up yeah. because if you kind of feel a bit of it, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know how to describe it. Oh, kind it's, of wet. Yeah, like. it's a little wet. It's very, very kind of like smooth. like Play-Doh. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. So what we'll do, because of that, it needs to be broken down. So it's real fine. So it mixes evenly. Gotcha. So I'll take a chunk of it. All and right.
0: So we'll...
1: And it's basically still grind needs it up. to bloom and ferment, but it does it more... In the process here as opposed to your dry yeast where you have to let it bloom before Before. you add the dry ingredients. Gotcha. So
0: you are now using some nice clean gloved hands to kind of crumble it up into a little more than a fine sand different pieces and of course our mixer is going to take care of that so we're going for Mm -hmm. a block of yeast number two. Yep. All right. Good yeasty smell there. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah so I have a little uh, KitchenAid mixer at home that I use uh, for some of my pizza dough. um, I'm pretty sure this mixer could mix my mixer uh, (laughs) easily.
1: We can do safely up to 75 pounds of dough in this. We don't like to do 75 pound batches because we lose control of the quality. Oh, sure. But we range anywhere from doing, you know, 50 pounds on a slow season day. Yeah. All the way up to High peak holidays, we can be doing two, upwards of 250 pounds wow. a shift.
0: Wow. Yep. So wow. in
1: each batch takes three hours from start to finish, full batch in to complete.
0: So Jack, you,
2: you kind of get your workout then moving, moving stuff around on yep. those days. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's real so fair. So after this, the next thing we'll get is our water. Okay. Um, water is very important with donut and uh, with donuts because temperature, especially taking into consideration room temp, um, the type of mixer you have, the friction from the hook will change the temperature of the dough. Sure. Um, So we have a little temperature range that we like to use based on, you know, how warm is it in here. Um, So we'll get that, we'll measure out the temp. We'll add a gallon now and get this kind of mixing so it's all incorporated. And then after that, we'll add our mix and we use a little bit of sugar.
0: Oh, sure. So, oh, yeah. probably helps the yeast out a little bit there, yeah. too. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. So, measuring the temp of the water, I do the same thing with pizza dough. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I try to get my mix to come out around 80 degrees or so, so my water is usually a little hotter. And you're accounting for that spiral mixer over there. The spiral's huge, so I bet you get a lot of friction off of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, without giving any uh, Square Donut Secrets away, <laughs> Um, if you're at liberty to say, uh, about what temperature do you try to get the water? I'm sure it depends on the day, but what's your final mixed temperature that you're um, shooting for?
2: We range for about 84 to 88 degrees. Okay. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, just depends on how big of a batch we're doing. Okay. We'll use a lower temp if we're doing a bigger batch to make sure that it's not proofing too fast as we're going through the process. Um, if it's a smaller batch, we'll go a little hotter just because the time it takes us to loaf it and sheet it and get it to the proofer is shorter. Oh, gotcha. So, yep.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we've we've got our water in there. Yep. So we'll do that. Alright. Here we go. The mixer's going up. Ooh, nice hydraulic bowl. I definitely do not have one of those at <laughs> home.
1: It makes a difference in summer versus winter also, how any dough produces, whether it's bread, pizza or donut dough. When your dew points change, it affects our process. Like Jack said, how quickly or you know, how slowly we can work at the bench. Yeah, well, and
0: you know it's a lot cooler this evening than it has been like prior weeks. Do you have charts or anything that you adjust, or do you just are you, do you just know after making this so long? I say okay, pointing yeah. to the mind. So you unfortunately, just unfortunately, it's all to
1: in out. our head. We need to turn that page professionally. Sure. And we really need to start recording. These processes um, it's just kind of transforming from like the mom and son business it's yeah. now starting to get very professional yeah so we too need to follow that
0: Oh, I love that spiral mixer so good good orbital action there yep. it'll, it'll handle up to about 75 pounds but you don't like to go that
2: high yeah so after that it gets a little much to handle and by the time we're going through the sheeting process because it takes so long, um, yeah. the last couple of loaves of dough are a little more proofed than we would like, typically. Gotcha. So. This gotcha.
1: is Victor. Victor, Hi, Victor. this is Dave. Dave. Nice to
2: meet you, David. Nice meet you. Nice
1: meet you. Victor is our diehard, loyal friend.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, you know letting me in your house here. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're in the shop, so we got this mixing up. AJ's over there doing more stuff, so we're, we're already busy, and we're late in the evening here getting things going so that tomorrow when people come in in the morning, they can see you for Yeah, donut. a lot
1: of people don't, and I don't know if it's the culture today, but uh, there's other donut shops that they they purchase frozen donuts, they thaw them, and then they bake them. They don't mm. fry them. So, But at Square Donuts, since everything's fresh, yeah. we use... Um, A process between whatever pre-orders we have and we track what traffic we've had over the past years yeah and we kind of make a cheat sheet ah so
0: you got like a projection on what needs to happen the following day
1: yeah just because if it's if it's going to be a slow day we do X amount of dough if it's going to be a busy day we have to do X amount but it it helps us gauge but when we're done we're done we can't just go in back and make more donuts
0: yeah that's like you know good pizza good barbecue good donuts it takes time Yes, time is an ingredient and the Hobart can only fit so much and you guys can only stay awake so long exactly to make things. and I know too you know from reading your book and talking with you too Elizabeth that you know you try to maintain a good work-life balance for everybody because you don't want to burn anybody out so
1: no. it's really it, it's truly important and I think even more important over the years you know, we've we've gotta give we've gotta give our crew real life situations and breaks and we've gotta be yeah. understanding about that because if they love their job with us, we'll keep them.
0: The donuts taste better too if you love their <laughs> job for sure.
1: All that love.
0: For sure. So Jack, so you have now lowered the bowl. Yep. You've got a little bit of sugar ready to rock here. We're gonna give our yeast some extra food there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. Throwing that in. Wow. And then after that. Oh. Bowl. I love seeing this at scale, you know, this is awesome. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, Jack, you, you got your, wow, 50-pound bag. Here it goes with a deft technique. You've done this a timer, a billion. <laughs> so, the whole 50-pound bag just up and in the bowl. There it goes. And we'll add the rest of our water, a little more water. So, we, we went yeast, water, sugar, mix, and now some more water on top. And how much water, give or take, are we putting in there? It looks like two... About three gallons all in. Three gallons. All right, so here comes the hydraulics. We're spinning already on the spiral, and things are starting to mix together real nice. A little bit of water in the side there. So it's kind of the first bit of water incorporates, just kind of keeping everything off the sides and pulling and everything moistening together.
1: And like any good dough, um, you start to recognize the character of wet versus dry versus correct. Oh yeah. You know, if it's too wet and it's gloppy on the sides or if it's too dry and the sides are squeaky clean Mm. you know that all affects uh, how we have to adjust things at the bench and it affects what you're going to put in your mouth
0: yeah well and you were mentioning like dew point or humidity or even just because i'm sure you have to run different air conditioning or heating back here Mm -hmm. um, that you have to adjust for that so if you do need to adjust you know if i'm at home i might be adding teeny tiny amounts of water at a time like do you just kind of eyeball it and pour just a little? You have five
1: minutes to make that decision. Five you minutes? You have about cool. five minutes to decide if that's going to be wet, dry, or maybe close to on point. Wow. Because if you go past that, you're messing with the gluten at that point. Wow. You're messing with the gluten molecules and, you know, how quickly or how slowly they mix. and. You really don't want to be fussing with that after the first five minutes.
0: Wow so so a pretty small window and we're building a good gluten network together mixing everything together. Yes. And oh my goodness so you got five minutes to decide whether your 50 pound bag of product and time turns out good. Yep. Or you maybe don't have don- as many donuts as you thought you <laughs> needed so. And
1: I mean I suppose in worst case scenarios you can always dip into the toolkit and uh-huh. pull out some solutions but it's not ideal especially because of the size of badges we're doing oh yeah we can't really get away with those kind of mistakes right so
2: so i have about a minute left on this
0: do you have a timer running or is this just your eye we we have a timer we have a a timer over over here here. good good Uh, guy i quite often on the show we talk about the science and usually that's referring to our research but writing it down measuring and whatnot you're truly doing the science here yeah we've got our uh glazed viscosity measurement. We've got four timers. You've got, watch it on this, so awesome, awesome.
2: Yeah, I am, I am a science guy. I originally, before we started this, was gonna go to college to be a physicist. Oh, nice. So my mom's more of a home cook, eyeball it, pinch of salt layer, you know, that yeah. kind of way. And I'm the exact opposite. And so. you're
0: like, we need to do some vector math on yep. this dough, I got you. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's a nice dough ring. Yep. So it's, oh. it's you get that nice dough ring, and that is absolutely textbook dough right
0: there. That is a cool thing. So yes. as I'm looking at the bowl here, so that's about, what, 3 quarters or 2 thirds of the way up somewhere there. Yep. And it's a perfect ring, just a tiny ring of dough around it. And the rest of the dough is in the bottom of the, of the bowl. Yep. Correct. All right, so we got a nice, oh, plastic ghost scrapers are the best things in the history of ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, nice and flexible so you can get everything off. Yes. And,
1: that's... and I'm kind of the one that's like, scrape every lid, scrape every hook. I'm the penny. Ah, yourself. you need that
0: extra extra donut bite out of there. I always, I got you. I'm
1: always watching everybody and making sure they're using every ounce of everything.
0: So so nobody gets to lick the beaters, right? Oh, Not man. here. Okay. I
1: know, no fun. But you know, we do snag donuts off the trays occasionally. As you should. We have are to taste the quality control. Absolutely. For sure. So and you... we really do encourage that. I so. love
0: it. I love it. So the giant hook has come off. And we've got a little bit of flour on top there. What is, what is our flour on top help us with?
1: So what we do, we do, we do a bowl proof. Okay. We won't divulge times.
0: That's fair, yes. we'll yes. do a
1: bowl proof, and then we'll do some other additional proofs in the process to hit our mark on that. Got it. So we yeah. got a,
0: a bulk ferment before we're dividing things out and letting it, letting it proof there, okay now we have a cart because this is a giant heavy bowl that had 50 pounds of mix, plus a couple gallons of water and all sorts of stuff.
1: The hydraulic cart is a lifesaver.
0: It's so big, it's got its own handbrake too. (laughs) Look at that. So our mixer's off the pins on the cart. All right, so we got a cover on here so it can proof. Let everything kind of relax. Let the yeast start to do their thing.
1: That's the love right there.
0: There, there it is. It's there. got, it's got a blanket. It's, it's got, a, got it's, a donut blanket. I
1: love between this and the bench proof. I don't know if that's where my, my gratification comes in with working with dough. Yeah. Some other people will say it's you know it's the rolling out and the cutting, but mine is really the proofing and the loafing. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. I love. Nice
0: balling pizza dough I, I that's my my favorite part in addition to after it has fermented for a while and you pick up a dough ball and you can tell that it's proof that it's fermented well it just feels good it yes. feels happy yes know, and exactly that's, that's and awesome.
1: it's it's only something somebody that works with dough would understand
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure it's, truly <laughs> yeah it, it, and it, it really is a uh, I, I guess visceral maybe, um, sensual, dare I say, experience just because of of how it feels. And and you know it came together well.
1: It's so true. When we handle the dough, I always think, you know, we we call ourselves bakers, but we really aren't because we don't bake anything in Square Donut.
2: (laughs) Oh, good point. There's, so there's we make our, our, an oven we make our the, birthday cakes. That's we do make
1: it. our XL birthday cake donuts, the big uh, ones, but huh? really we're dough handlers. Oh, that's a good um, point. I never thought about it that and way. And I did used to call, I, when I first opened and I would hire, it's a dough handler position, Yeah. but I found that a lot of people don't really understand that. Got you. So when you switch it to a baker title, yeah. more people understood.
0: So really up, I mean up until the point of applying heat, you're a baker. Yes. And, and then it just the cooking method has changed exactly. a little bit. That's, Exactly, exactly. I, I totally didn't even click because I would walk in and I'd be like, this is the bakery, but we are not baking here, yes. so that's, that's a good point. And that's point.
1: just something I've always picked up on. I don't know, yeah. the, like I said, the average person doesn't think that way, but.
0: I, yeah. love, I love the nuance, that's yeah. fun. We don't
1: bake, we fry. Love it,
0: <laughs> love it. So Jack is
2: checking charts, facts, and figures, and I'm guessing quantities. So now we'll divide it out into loaves um, so that we can put it through the sheeter after it's done proofing here. Perfect. That's a beast of a rolling pin you got there too. Yes. Wow.
0: So now we went from the instead of the plastic uh, dough scraper, we've got a good Metal. metal bench scraper. Unfortunately, the plastic ones don't really cut dough all too well and I like, what's kind of fun is, you know, when I'm working with pizza dough, so a lot of times I'm like at about a 250 gram dough ball. And the way that you're balling that dough is very similar because when I when I do it, I fold it underneath to trap air in my dough ball. So now you've done this a whole bunch. You're you're not weighing this, you're doing this by hand. No. Uh, do you know about how big are these individual, do you call them loaves at yep. this point?
2: Okay, these uh, loaves. Ideally, we shoot between seven and nine pounds. Okay. A sweet spot because when yeah. we right, roll it out, go through a sheeter. Yeah. That will give us about four dozen pillows. Got you. So. Okay.
1: You know, when we train in the beginning, we get the scale out, and all the trainees have to learn the technical side. Yeah. But after they do it for so long, they, they develop that eye. That's awesome. And I think that's another misconception is that, at least in the fresh bakery or fresh donut business, it is a it is a skilled trade. Yeah, it is a skilled trade.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, it's it's a science. You're you're having to and then, like we were talking earlier, to adjust on the fly yeah. to temperatures or maybe even a flower is a little drier for some reason or something like that. Like,
1: it's so true. We and, might get a batch of yeast in that's not, you know, very it, active. It's, it's very active.
2: Yeah. Um, we've so, had that quite quite a bit in the last yeah, two months. Yeah,
1: experience that and just, like I said, having that toolkit of solutions is, is critical.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and you and you have to adjust on the fly, otherwise there's no donuts tomorrow.
1: Exactly, yep. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, you know, not only the science and then like the physical aspect, the the tactile, is, as Jack is, is folding this dough and, and doing so very nicely, so things are very similar and, you know, kind of getting a feel for things. Oh, nice, gonna tuck them in a little bit there.
2: So as you're flouring the top, is that the same move there? So they're not going to stick later when you do stuff. Yeah, we'll cover them with the same. So uh, we did our wrap.
0: our bulk, our bulk proof. Now we've put them into loaves, and they get the uh, dough
2: blanket again. Yes. And we'll go a little longer on the bench than in our previous segments. Got you. Gotcha. Just so they're nice and soft when we go to roll them out and cut them. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. What do we got coming out of the fryer now?
1: So this is what we call our OG cake. So it's our original cake donut. Nice. It is an old-fashioned recipe, but we don't bloom them like the old-fashions that you typically see. Got you. Because that requires a different fryer temp and a different fryer time. Aha. So it would slow our particular production down greatly. So we've chosen to keep the recipe, but not bloom it. So you're still getting the flavor, but not the... Cracks and crevices of the old-fashioned bloom. Oh yeah, I love that. Sure. It there, just doesn't work for us.
0: Is there sour cream in there? Yep, there is. Sour okay, cream, so old it is an old-fashioned, old-fashioned. Yep.
1: It's a genuine that recipe. It's just not bloom.
0: So this is our vegan dough. Oh, okay. So we got another type of dough. So we've done gluten-free, the regular, and we've got a vegan dough coming up. Yep.
2: And wow, it's very similar to how we do our regular yeast donuts. Um, yeah. About the only thing with vegan dough, at least this one in particular, is it likes to be a little drier and it likes to proof a little longer. Oh, okay. So so you have to work with it a little bit differently. Yes. That and we do a much smaller batch
0: of it. Well, that's awesome. So you can get a regular donut, you can get a gluten-free donut, you can get a vegan donut. You got everybody's donut. Yes,
1: and we we do stress that it is a shared kitchen. Sure. You know, it would be, Really difficult to buy an additional $40,000 fryer to separate the fryer or to separate. Sure. So we try and work within the confines that we have. And so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have everything
0: organized. You've got signs on the gluten free, so you know those are the gluten free ones, and you, you know, got all sorts of things going. So, yeah. very organized. And, uh, you know everything has its own space too you guys are clearly a uh, a well-oiled machine because everybody <laughs> knows exactly what's happening here so it, awesome. it took
1: a, it took a bit to get there but uh it works it's you know i've heard that our kitchen is larger than a lot of people's but I don't feel that it is hmm. knowing the space that we do need to move within. But sure. I've been told by several people, no, you're you're really lucky, so I'm gonna take that.
0: That's fair. Well and it, I mean if you gotta move, you know, Jack here with this hydraulic cart and uh, <laughs> giant bucket that can fit seventy five pounds, you gotta have some room to move that sucker around for sure. No question. <laughs> Absolutely. That, I think that would be my, my hardest thing coming in would just be learning. Not to bump into people or things. Uh, exactly, would be a challenge for me. It is. So. It, it
1: takes some doing. It takes some doing.
0: Although AJ's super speedy, man. He's been back and oh, forth and everywhere. He's like, yeah, <laughs> AJ
1: can do this in his sleep.
0: So, do we have more vegan dough mixing up over there? Or what's, what's No, what's he's AJ got currently cranking?
1: working on our side work. Oh, okay. So he, he oh, that is yeah, the that vegan? Is vegan. Okay, Aha. so so he's on the side work for the vegan okay. and the cake donuts, so that he's knocking that out while he's finishing the cake and we're nice. waiting for the proof because then yeah. if we time it right yeah. it's 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 all sort of strategic madness
0: absolutely but
1: then we can all go to the sheeter and help jack yeah. because then he'll be rolling and putting and we'll be sheeting 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 sheeting
0: i haven't seen any madness yet just strategic it's, it it's is very strategic.
1: strategic i don't get
2: madness, get more madness? like 30, 40 minutes? Yeah. And And it happens. Yeah.
1: It'll be firing on all Uh, cylinders. Up
2: until the sheeter starts moving.
0: It's pretty chill. How long does it take you to make tomorrow happen?
1: Um, I mean, we say an eight-hour shift, but obviously the variable there is what day of the week it is, how many orders we have, and what has our logged traffic been for the month, the day, the week, whatever of the year. You know on a slow day like when jack come jack and aj come in on a monday night tuesdays are really slow yeah they'll have a they'll have one 50 pound batch to do they'll be out of here in four and a half to six hours depending on problems yeah um you throw us into a friday or a saturday night we we can hit that eight hour mark if we talk a holiday our three biggest holidays are easter halloween and christmas they can, they've done between 10 and 12 hour shifts. Wow. Closer wow. to
2: like 14.
1: Yeah. 14 that's And, and 14
2: then worked hours. their other job too. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and Jay's
0: <laughs> nodding, like, yes.
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> thankfully, it's only maybe between three and four times a year that it's that, that hits, crazy. But when it hits, it's rough. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So we make sure to bring in food and you know, whatever we got to do to get that adrenaline going and keep them up.
0: The nice part is you're real close to porky butts and cow now tie over there. So, you know, worst case, you can, you can run some oh, food yeah. or something.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Do, do you and, and Blaine ever exchange donuts for brisket? Is that a thing? We have
1: never bartered, but we did way back in 2020 when I was stressed out of my mind. Yeah. He wanted to do a special with our fritter. Oh. And I think I looked at him like... I don't know what I'm doing yet in my business. <laughs> I can't even think about collabs right now. Sure, 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 sure. But I think I think Blaine and I might revisit that. I like it. He wanted to work our fritter into something with the slaw or the the pulled pork or something. And I'm game for that now.
0: So. I, I'm thinking even like, because he does the Blaine burger, I wonder what that's oh, like with yeah. donut buns. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> and we did a special with Lock 16. Oh, nice. Um, we, we, they wanted to do a donut burger. Okay. So they used our donuts. Yeah. But we learned that you can't use our fresh first cut donut to hold that. Oh. So in hindsight, if we yeah. ever did it with them again, we would use a second or third cut donut because yeah. it's tougher, chewier. It can hold up. And it'll hold. Yeah. The minute we went in to get that, our donut was just flat. Oh, well, man. I never People had can, it. Oh, you didn't. I went no. in and had it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, that's right. I was <laughs> on a gum. <banking> <laughs> yeah. So we learned a lesson there. And, um, yeah, you need a definitely a denser donut for a substantial sandwich. That's fair. So. Well, speaking
0: of collabs and those type of things, I was uh, down at Control Coffee talking to Jenny Maces. Oh, uh, yeah. Wife of Nick Maces of Muchachos. And uh, was mentioning I was going to get to come out and see you. And she's like, you know, Nick... Got donuts at Chacho's. Uh, we need some down here at control. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, they're fun. they're good people. They are. We're really are. close. We have with, such
0: a good food community. Yeah, sure. we really
1: do. Just lots of genuine concern and care, and yes. we do like to lift people up. and Hard hardworking folks, and and you know everybody that I've
0: encountered in the service hospitality industry is that you know you want to see that smile on the customer's face. And, 100%.
1: You know,
0: that heart, and everything that you guys, you know, the time that you're putting in, hours before the doors open, you know. So, because yep. the, sh- the shop has been closed for a while, it's not going to open for a bit, but here you are.
1: The easy part, I've always said the easy part, is when we turn the open light on.
0: Oh, fair enough, because all it's the prep is done. That's the, that's the fun done.
1: part. Yep. That's These fair. guys back here do the hard stuff. Yeah. We just, I mean... We just put the smile on and sell. Yeah, and well, then deco. We have a shift that comes in at 3 a.m. Oh, right to on to deco all the donuts. Oh, wow! Yeah. So wow. we we're we're around the clock.
0: Wow. Okay. So yet again, we look over at Victor, and here comes another set of donuts. What is coming
2: out Those now? Those are our blueberry. Blueberries coming yeah. out now, and that is that is the last of the cake donuts for wow. the night. Do you have to change out the the fryer
0: oil nightly or or is it reusable because i know some places like to use it several times so
2: we we reuse it um typically though because donuts absorb oil and yeah it evaporates off um oh we gotta replenish it we gotta replenish it Uh so we don't fully change out our oil every night we do that about once a quarter but we typically go through about 50 pounds of oil a night, which that's what he is doing right now. He's grabbing a block. Uh, More oil comes solid at room temp, which is very handy, but it's also a pain if we really need to fill it back up. Yeah. We have the top fryer that you see, and then there's a vat underneath of it that holds Ah. extra oil. Okay. And what we'll do is we'll we have like a little valve at the bottom that'll drain it. Yeah. yeah. We'll drain the top oil at the end of the night through three filters. Okay. And that'll get 99.9% of the- Sure. The stuff solids out, of it. out there, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll refill it back up and it'll look basically brand new. Back when we started, the filters that come with these, uh-huh. despite being this, being only a donut fryer. Yeah. Um, they don't filter out flour.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, which I thought was very- Kind of neat, right? Yes. Yes, okay. So um, our way of cleaning it at the time was to just drain it and change out the oil every night. Oh my. It was awful. And expensive. Expensive. Some behind the scenes business stuff. Oil prices have about tripled since COVID started. Oh my goodness boy between that and
0: eggs Jimmy Christmas. So
2: yeah, so we were doing a couple hundred dollar oil change every night. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so luckily we found a way to filter it without having to change out you know hundreds nice of pounds him. of oil. That, so
0: so Jack's Science. Yes. comes in yet again yes. for the filter. I yes. love
1: it. 100%. I love it.
2: Super. Cool. I don't know what
1: we would have done had you not figured that out. I mean like he said it was it was and the labor yeah you know, it yeah.
2: was bad of uh, the risk of somebody hurting themselves oh sure so, oh yeah because yeah, yeah, it's bad hot oil and oh my goodness yep wow it's
1: like a loaf of butter
0: yes i had a uh, a fan of the show ask about you know how donuts get glazed so evenly so that that glazing table is pretty handy right there but uh definitely elizabeth watching you do that and victor like there's There's some art to making sure that you don't just douse them. Yeah,
1: it's one of the things when we hire bakers, I like to have a specific training on this. Sure. And I like to have them practice the paddle dry. Then we actually make a batch now, and we actually have them just glaze the wire racks so that when they actually work, Uh we're trying to eliminate a little bit of that. That makes sense. And
2: there's there's a few different kinds of glazers. There's this is considered like, I don't know, uh, wet or like hot glazer. Okay. Um, there's ones where you sandwich the donuts between two screens uh-huh. and you flip the whole thing oh. into the glaze and then okay. flip it back. Yeah. Um, so if you ever see at a donut shop where literally there's like a very sharp line of uh-huh. glaze or icing. Yeah that's how that's from that you'll know uh, if it's
1: hand or machine oh yeah. i
2: love the behind the scenes yeah so, that's so, cool so ours we glaze over them and then when we do our icing we hand dip them yeah um, so you'll okay. get more of like a a drip you'll get that drip yeah. yeah
1: if you ever talk to our decorator i have a rule on how many drips i like to see on each side of the <laughs> that's how much I drive them crazy.
0: <laughs> got it. Got it down. But it's
1: important.
0: The... Sure. Well, you, you, you want them to look their best and consistent in the case. Absolutely. So, does this table have? Is there a heater
1: in there, or did
0: you? Did you? No. Pre... Okay. Um,
1: this table isn't heated. We work with the temperature of the donut. Ah. Here. Oh. So okay. we can cut back not only on expensive equipment, but yeah. whatever we can use to our advantage. And, and do you yeah. have to
2: remake your glaze every night then? No. We make our glaze about once a week. Got you. I made some tonight, so this is Oh, yeah, so I see you've got a nice drain on
0: the bottom and a nice, clean bucket there, Mm. so you can.
1: And then when we get done with running our cake program, we filter this out Uh so we can get all all the the crumbs out, all the chunks. We don't want you getting a glazed, raised donut that has any chunks on it. Oh,
0: yeah. It's got to
1: be, again for Elizabeth that's Square on. it's gotta have that visual.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So we, we strain, 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 clean that up while Victor's getting ready for the the, the big round of the, the East raised. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I, I love how there's like this sense of impending glazed, raised madness. <laughs> yeah. Like the tension is building in the kitchen right yes, now. Yes, it is. <laughs> Once
1: like, we start sheeting, it's usually, like, normally, like, we'll have the music up really loud and nobody talks. It's just like oh, this. Oh, just, wow. It's wow. just like that. And then we get done, we're like, okay.
2: Grab wow. five minutes. Yeah.
1: Think, five thanks. minutes reset. What do we got to clean up? Things like that.
0: So Jack, is the action about to pop off? Is that what's about yes. to happen? All right, I better uh, grab a storm Yeah, grab Elizabeth a drink of water. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get Victor's cake donuts out of here. So
0: Jack, so you've used that giant rolling pin, you've got it rolled out once and we're going into the sheeter now? Yep. All right. And these and are for the Glaze rays, the signature square square donuts.
2: Yes. I haven't seen any squares happen yet, so I'm curious <laughs> to see what, what occurs here. And for those that don't know what a sheeter does, um, there's basically two sets of rollers in here and we can set the um, thickness of each. Gotcha. So that it creates a nice, even, Consistent thickness Perfect. throughout the whole so, sheet. So
0: you get it started by hand with the roller, then into the sheeter. Yep. Got it. And just one time through the sheeter, so you don't yep. need to run multiples.
2: Got it. And so positioning underneath by hand. And what oh, that's a good-looking piece of dough. What what I'm doing now is I call it relaxing the dough. Yeah. Because um, when you roll it out, if you think of it like a rubber band, as you roll it, you're stretching that rubber band. Yeah. And if you keep it stretched as you cut it. It's gonna snap, and instead of getting squares, we'll get rectangles. It's, this isn't rectangle doughnut. No, this, okay. is donut. <laughs> this is square doughnut. This is square
0: doughnut. Does the flour help
2: keep the uh, our press here from yes. sticking to? So they, if we don't flour it, I'll just stick to that and roll up in there. Look at it go. Versus being a nice clean cut. So our, wow, so that press
0: there cuts them into squares. Yep. I'm assuming the small triangle at the end goes away. There's no triangle donuts here. Nope. And oh no, um, um, So AJ and Victor are now removing
2: the donut holes yep. from the donuts, so they're actually donuts. Yep, so then after we get enough of these, um, right over here on this table, we'll yeah. assemble our braids of donut holes. Awesome. And that's how we, uh, we fry them. We do baker's dozens. So, so about how many did you just crank out with the, that first run of the sheeter there? So that's probably four, four and a half dozen. Four and a half dozen, wow. Now is the the square cutter mold
0: item that you have there, is that a custom thing for yeah. square donut?
2: Uh, yes. Got um, you. Most of these, they're, they're called rotary cutters. Rotary cutters, okay. Um, you'll see um, very popular ones are Bismarck's, obviously circles. And for whatever reason, is that hexagon shaped or octagon shaped? Oh, interesting. Okay, it's a very popular, mass-produced choice of rotary cutter huh. cells.
0: So it sounds to me like Jack. So, so your uh, investment in the uh, science of baking and
2: donuts. It sounds like you've done a lot of research into the world of what is out there in baking. Yes, if that's awesome. All... the the other side of it too is with squares, because they're square shaped and because it's dough and that that. Cut has to be very precise. There's no automation to making a square donut. Wow. Versus wow. Yeah. a circular donut. There's literally a machine the size of our fryer uh-huh. that will do everything but mix the dough. It'll cut them out, it'll proof them, and it'll fry them with one click of a button. Versus with squares, we have to do it this way. Wow.
1: So, so now we'll
2: they're loading the them proofer into our proofer. Fortunately, that proofer sucks i want a new one for christmas mom
1: (laughs) jack wants a proofer for christmas i know he does (laughs) and i i understand and i want to get it for him but mama's got a couple other priorities before that goes on the list
0: what makes that proofer challenging
1: the it has a single door so every time we open,
0: uh-huh. oh, air goes your, out. Everything goes out.
1: And the new one has individual slots for every tray. Well, every two trays. Oh,
0: so as you're right, because you're stacking it from top to bottom, and every time you go, your heat goes out. Versus just being able to do individual. Yeah. Slots. So I all see.
1: of them in this one get affected, versus it would just be a couple of, in the new one.
0: Gotcha. So
1: yeah, so while they're knocking that out over there, I'm going to get Victor's glaze re-ready.
0: Oh, for now the squares. Yep. And
1: um, try and get kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff cleaned up and reset while they're knocking that out. That's awesome. And then I'll yeah, because we've them.
0: totally flipped processes here,
1: mm-hmm. right? So... Yep, hundred percent. And like in our donut holes, you'll notice because of the type of fryer we have, uh-huh. we can't freeform fry our donut holes. We have to kind of put them in what we call a little braid. Oh, so that they stick together okay in the fryer and we don't lose them okay
0: so a braid of donut holes was that something that you learned from the original owner or yes okay so that was part of the deal
1: and if you'll notice something we did change um from the original owner is we always we always do 13 in a braid
0: oh so you get a baker's dozen braid you
1: either get a baker's ah. dozen and or it gives us a little percentage of loss yeah anything like that you know or a taste test or We just have extras, but we do sell them by the baker's dozens.
0: Jack, I saw that. What happened? We had a sticky donut.
2: So I don't know what happened. Sometimes they have a mind of their own. I feel like I could put a whole bucket of flour on them sometimes. Uh I just want to be a part of the cutter, (laughs) so. Um, occasionally that happens, that's why we gotta watch them as they first come through. So the, the remaining dough that comes off there, are you able to combine it and run it back through the sheeter then? So what we'll do with that, um, that's the second cutting of the donut. Oh, that's what you're talking about, second or third cuts. Yeah, okay. so this is the scraps. Each time will then be used as the next cutting. So the squares is what we call the first cutting. Uh huh. The scraps will be reloafed, proofed, and then we'll run it back through and create our puffs or Bismarcks. Oh. Um, and those are the second cutting.
0: Do you have to reproof because we basically smashed them before, so now we need to proof them again and let them get bigger again.
2: Yeah, and while they also proof together, it'll kind of fuse the dough back together. So oh, okay. it'll turn into a nice homogenous loaf. Instead of having a piece of dough within a piece of dough or yeah, something. Yeah, and then it just all falls apart when you go to Got sheet it or fry it. I, I've
0: definitely run into uh, kind of similar things with pizza dough because I'm not great at eyeballing. So like I try to cut a 250 gram dough ball. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm off. I need a little bit more so there's one piece. Yeah. And it's like, okay, make sure that everything's together. So it's a dough ball and not Russian nesting dough balls. <laughs> AJ's taking them off of the belt. Victor's running them into the proofer. Jack's over here with yet another one. We've got upper deck and lower deck dough balls now. Yeah, that's that's the vegan. So it was oh, done with gotcha. the, so the proof. The vegan gets its own own blanket and shelf. Yeah. Got it. Boy, that flower on the outset makes a world of difference because you just picked that up and oh, yeah. it, it came back off of your arm. <laughs> <laughs> well that batch came through real clean. Oh yeah. Also, it's impressive watching you transfer your initially rolled dough over to the sheeter. Because like if I did that It'd probably take me too long, it'd be halfway down my arm to the floor
2: and you're just like whack whack and it's like on there it's awesome. Luckily donut dough isn't quite as stretchy and soft as pizza dough when you handle it, so the the chance of it, you know, tearing off and through transportation (laughs) isn't quite as much. Uh, Elizabeth is on the parade now
0: <laughs> of the braid. I just kind of float for the most That's part. Good. Yeah, just yeah. you've moved to almost every station just kind of helping out. So is, it, is there usually four in, at night or three?
1: So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights, there's two.
0: Oh, two. Wow. Thursday
1: nights, three. Uh-huh. Friday and Saturday, four. Gotcha. Busy season all out of fifth, whether it's me or another body.
0: Yeah. Wow, of keep that's, that going. That's the the interesting thing for you being the, the baker as well as the business mm-hmm. owner and everything is figuring out the logistics of all of those things, whether it's staffing, how many people in the kitchen, product, oh, my gosh.
1: That's why, you know, we talk, to, I go and speak to high school students a lot. I go to speak to the business classes and stuff. And yeah. I'm always very careful to tell them that Be careful if you get into a 9-to-5 and you don't like it or you think this or that. If you're going to be opening up a small business, you're basically going to take that 9-to-5 and you're going to add 18 other jobs. Mm. So be very careful when you think about opening a small business because, yeah, I could be thinking about payroll and orders and what I need for next month's DOM and who I just need to hire while I'm doing this. And I don't think a lot of people who start off, think about that.
0: So Elizabeth, you're you're putting the braids together and then AJ is cranking a little bit of water, I'm guessing, to help the braids stick. Is that that what's happening?
1: Gotcha. Yep.
0: That's cool. What a great use of the donut hole.
1: You know, there's always going to be something in business that's a pain, but what's a donut shop without donut holes? Right? You know? (laughs)
0: Like, there's a craving for, at at this point, almost like I want gnocchi. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) flower down to keep the keep the braids from sticking
1: yeah we put them kind of in between first because when we spray them down, then we have to move them in the flour so they don't stick to the proofing sheet, Ah.
0: so. And, and so, so the trays that you have, so that's the proofing sheet. Correct. So there's holes in there, I'm guessing in case flour builds up or however you want, or is that just to let, oh, Well, it's this is the, let the tray. The, yep,
1: let the humidity through here. Humidity through. And this is a nylon base. Ah, okay. Um, and they're actually, the biggest misconception of proofing sheets uh-huh. is everybody's like, oh, they're dirty. No, they're seasoned. It's just like a cast iron skillet. You don't want a clean, like fresh, because they'll stick. They'll stick. You need that seasoning, that flour, a little bit of that oil. You really need that, so. It
0: is is familiar with donuts now, so it can do its job.
1: Yep, exactly. Nice. So we are, just so you know, Dave, we are four and a half minutes away from Victor (laughs) frying the square donuts. Oh, wow, okay. I don't know that you'll be here for the actual Bismarck part. Sure. because that's a, a another proof, a cut, another proof here. But you will definitely see the completed donut hole the donut process. Love
0: it. For sure. Love it. That's awesome.
1: So there's an identifier is when Victor starts to fry. There's identifiers in the donuts if it's underproofed, overproofed, or just right. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna get out of your way, bud. And what do you what do you look for? So we call the belly buttons of the donuts here. Uh-huh. We look for a little bit of a swollen belly button, but not overly like right here you can still see the ring. Oh yeah. But it can't be swollen in.
0: Oh interesting. Okay.
1: But it can't be a good solid cut either.
0: And so so if it's swollen in, is it's that over-proofed. overproofed. And if it's straight, it's underproved
1: Yes. And what that produces as an end result the underproofed donut, when he fries it, it's you're gonna see a lot of bubbling of the donut. Oh. It's gonna be kind of a, a pain. uh uh-huh. If it's overproofed, it'll kinda of look normal. Yeah. But by the time it sits on a rack for about 15, 20 minutes, it looks old wrinkly like it. And I'll just let you yeah. step in there. Picture, and... If
0: I stand here, am I out of your way? Okay. okay. About how long does it take for him to run end to end? Uh 110 seconds. Hundred and ten seconds. Yep. So we have square donuts coming down the conveyor, into the fryer, four at a time coming off, and then the conveyors moving them down, flipping them over. Here they
2: come. Looking tasty. Jack, what do you think? They're looking good? Uh they're a little underproofed, but um are Proofer has a characteristic where the back side of the proofer proofs much faster than the front side. Uh-huh. So the first row of donuts typically on each tray are a little underproofed, and then the last row on them will be a little closer to overproofing. So hashtag Jack still wants the new proofer yes. for Christmas. Got yes. Yes, I do. Got it. <laughs> they call these technically blisters. Okay. So that is from being underproofed. And is that the the overproof? Or under, the underproof, under, uh, underproof, uh, overproofing. If we, if we don't have any right now, which is a good thing. I personally would prefer slightly underproofed donuts to overproofed. Um, okay. How uh, we can tell while they're being fried if they're overproofed? They'll look wet almost on the oh, top. Oh, interesting. Okay. Middle, um, because these, you know, they look fairly dry. Yeah. Um, on the skin of them overproofed ones will soak in a little more oil and because that dough is a little more hydrated and soft from uh, overproofing, yeah they'll look a little wet and then when they cool down they'll will shrivel up oh oh we don't want that so yeah and it doesn't affect the taste too much sure but they will taste a little more oily and then obviously, when we go to glaze them or something, you'll see that shriveled, that shriveled. wrinkliness through the through the glaze. Got you. So Jack, I saw, I
0: saw the hand test there. Was that the I'm checking temperature
2: so they're cool enough to glaze move? Yep. Um, fun fact, if you didn't know, the back of your hand is much more sensitive to heat. So if you're ever doing like a little hand check, if you use the back of your hand, it's much easier to tell. That's like my son. That. I like that.
1: <laughs>
0: I love the science and art and cooking and everything that has gone in here. This is fantastic. Elizabeth on my left there, glazing the the
1: squares. I like perfection. We eat mistakes only.
0: Square donuts, not rectangles. (laughs) Correct. We need
2: square corners, (laughs) even glaze. Yes. I don't think we really had any rectangles. We haven't
1: had trapezoids with this team. Usually we'll notice with the new trainees, there's several weeks of you know learning curves there.
0: I could see you ending with a, with a rhombus or a, you know, if you weren't careful. And,
1: yeah. you know, the assumption is they'll be square, but once they go on here and we touch them, you know, you gotta figure how many times we actually touch them. That's a
0: good point, because if you,
2: once you pick it up to move it, I mean, mm-hmm. every time it's... you have an opportunity to have not square.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> now uh, there is the, I would say the most, mechanically challenging aspects of this is relaxing the dough properly and then the art of picking them up and keeping them square
1: yeah what they do over there is critical yeah if we don't relax it over there and it runs through and it pushes and it pulls it stretches it and for the people who know about sewing, there's always a bias in fabric. Okay. There's a bias in dough, there's a bias in steak, when they say cut it on a oh, bias. Sure, yeah, yeah. So same thing, if we don't relax it and it goes through, it doesn't matter what you do, it'll never be square. Wow. So it's the, the relaxation part, getting that air under there and getting that relaxed is critical.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, because so. I, was, I was watching Jack over there do that and then AJ and Victor there, Picking them up with like like a a thumb towards the hole and then a scoop underneath. Yeah. You're right. That is super critical. Like it's how many? It's more like
1: this. Yeah. Than this. Correct. Yeah. Not,
0: not a not a, uh, a claw machine grab. <laughs> Correct. But a nice gentle. You, you got to gently lift your donut. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be aggressive with your donut.
2: Yep. And uh, something that the listeners won't be able to know. That belt that's on the sheeter, yep. actually is dimpled. It's not a perfectly smooth Well, now they know because you just told them. So this is good. So 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 as they get cut, it actually perforates that edge. So Uh they're still, after they go through, they're still technically connected. Yeah. It's just a very thin, loose, last little piece of dough holding it together. Got you. I'm glad you
0: mentioned that about all those things because watching them go through the press or the mold there, you're like, Oh yeah, and it's square. Yeah. And then how many other opportunities do we have to make it not square? Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And and we always wanna remember with donuts, the less you touch the dough, the more tender it will be. Oh, and is that a fresh is off the, off
2: the, the bear very oh. something And very, if you don't want us touching
1: it, we'll get you few. one but no. I wash my hands no, constantly no, so I
0: I'm fine. You guys are uh-huh. oh it's
2: still nice and warm.
1: It's oh It's gosh. an incredible. experience that
2: a handful of people have had as an actual fresh <laughs> buddy.
1: <laughs> There's nothing like it in the world.
0: That is a transcendent donut experience, hot off the fryer. Oh a, my gosh. It's
1: incredible.
0: I, I truly have enjoyed seeing everything from raw ingredients to literally, there it was for me to hold in my hand and eat. And every step along the way, while we got to see a whole bunch of other things happening, Thanks for letting me see some of the behind the scenes and kinda of how things have happened and the, the labor that, you know, yourself, Elizabeth and Jack and Victor, AJ, and you know, putting in here just Wild, wild. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. And there it is, with yet another alarm. The Square Donut crew continued. Uh, I departed, having had my delicious donut and experiencing behind the scenes. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. My thanks to everyone at Square Donut, and my thanks to you for listening. Again, hope you enjoyed it. See ya. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry.
1: Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.